For so many modern driven women, life is about being more than one thing. We're multidimensional and so are our conversations. We carry multiple identities. We can be both mother and artist, both attorney and entrepreneur, both clinician and CEO, both humble and proud. Life for women like us is about both, about all of the above. It's about the and. Our stories are the stories of so many of you. We wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. And we wanted to establish financial security for ourselves and our children. For us, that looked like founding software companies and then a successful coaching and online course business. But for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. We're here to share an insider's peek into the strategies and mental resilience it takes to create and run six and seven figure online businesses. As women entrepreneurs, only 2% of us will ever earn a million dollars. We've done it ourselves and we're on a mission to help you reach financial independence by chronicling our journey and sharing our proven playbook. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow a business and build a life that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And you're listening to the And She Spoke podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the new podcasts that drop every single Tuesday. Welcome to the And She Spoke podcast. Hey, Sandy. Hello, Jennifer. So today's episode is Trends in Online Business. Our predictions for 2023. Specifically marketing predictions. Yeah, marketing. Marketing trends, general general trends around marketing and visibility and all those good things. Okay, so this is all made up. Caveat, we have no crystal ball. We have no idea what's actually going to happen in 2023. Just want to put that plug out there. But we've been at this for a while, so... Some of the stuff that we predict. We got some opinions. Yeah, we've got some opinions and sometimes we can see the future. So, all right. So what is the first one that we've got? This one is everything to me. I believe that copywriting is going to be a skill that every single online entrepreneur needs to excel at. The words on the page, whether you are writing blog posts or show notes for a podcast or a sales page or emails, everything comes down to words. And I think you have to be, you know, so unique and interesting and memorable to make sales now. And if you are boring and bland and ordinary and predictable, it doesn't work. So I think bringing some creative elements to your copy is crucial. And if you can do that, there's no limit amount of money that you can make. Yeah. So I agree with you. I want to talk a little bit about this one though, Sandy, because I think that there's like this huge rise of AI writing tools. So powered by GPT-3 and the innovations going on there. And a lot of the, there's like so many of them now. Jasper is the, I think (laughs) the one that a lot of people I know use that they've raised a ton of money, those guys. And I've played with a bunch of these different tools and I've heard a bunch of people interviewed about them. And I'll just say like what a lot of people are predicting is that the AI writing tools are really going to kind of disrupt the like the shitty writing or the mediocre writing because like those AI writing tools can write like a random mediocre writer can write. So 
the internet is just going to be crowded with like AI written content. And I think that the way that you stand out as a business is through your copy and through something that's interesting and unique and that sets your brand apart because everyone and their sister is going to be having tons of pages written by these little robots and they're all going to sound the same. Yeah. Like the copy that's going to sell whatever you're selling, like it has to connect with the audience. And I don't think that's what any AI tool can do. Like it could probably put a well-structured sentence together, but it won't be interesting or memorable. So when you're writing, I think you have to either connect with the audience, like with being funny and humorous. I think you have to connect with like thought, like oh, I agree with what she just said. Like, that's exactly what, like I'm on her side of a, an opinion. I think there could be an emotional connection. And I don't think AI can do that. Like, I really don't think that there's- Yet. I just- Yet. I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Like it takes so much brain power to write creatively and well and effectively when it comes to selling that I am- Doubtful. Yeah, I'm also doubtful, but I also am freaked out about the apocalypse and robots taking over the world. And I think that so are a lot of people, particularly people who invented these robots and played a role in that. And so there is going to be, I predict, some future situation, five, 10 years down the road, where some robot can read every word you've written, Sandy. It will be able to write more like you than I think we believe is possible right now assuming you've written a lot of content. Like I think it can't just get in your head and write like you, but if you've written a lot and it has a lot of examples to study, the little AI robot is going to, I think, get to some point someday, not this year, not next year. That's terrifying, but that's for, that's another conversation. So for now, those darn writing tools are certainly not going to carry their weight in your business. And so, you know, they have their purpose. That's a whole other conversation. We can talk about how they can be useful for, for those of you who write in your business. But replacing copywriting is not one of those ways. This conversation, I'm in the middle of a, well, it's just starting a, a creative copywriting course right now. So it's very much I'm thinking about it. And one of the things the teacher was saying is that when we write with cliches or like really general words like success and empowerment and have a good year and all those kind of things, our brain, when we read it, just totally skips over it. And the AI that I've seen is all full of those. And there's like this, if you can write with your human brain, you can put like little things in there for the brain to figure out. And we get a little dopamine like, oh, I got the joke, you know? And I love that kind of writing where you have to like, what is she talking? Oh, that's what she's talking about, right? And you just like, it just draws you in even more or an example or an, like a, a metaphor or a simile. And you're just like, oh, that was beautiful. And that's what I don't think the AI can do. But I just like for 2023, if you're trying to sell your stuff, trying to sell programs, I think the the better the copy. So a lot of times you can have a fantastic program or like you're the best teacher in the whole entire world. But if you are not able to communicate that in a way that makes people learn about it or read about it or interested in it, there's just no way you're going to sell it. So even if you do a lot of video, you still have to title things. You still have to describe things. You still have to write what the video is about. You still have to like write a sales email, right? So the words, a written word is at this point, like not going away. Totally agree. 
Absolutely agree. And also think that everyone who wants to stand out needs to get either really good at copywriting or make enough money to hire a really good copywriter. Because as we've been in business, the internet marketing world has gotten really, really, really crowded over the years. And most stuff, like most emails and most content is like a giant snooze fest. And this is a great way to stand out. Like I get hundreds of emails a day. I'm on so many lists and it's just like, I can't even read them. They're so boring. I don't have, in an era of TikTok, I have no attention span to read these boring cliche emails. Yeah. And it's something like we've kind of stepped up our copywriting in the last, I don't know, eight, nine months or something. And then you start to recognize, I think initially I don't know, Jenny, tell me if you agree with this. I think initially there's a fear of being too different or too odd or too strange or too funny or too something that you're going to anger. Like this is people pleasing. Like they're, they're going to think I'm weird. They're going to be some negative judgment. And now I think it's the opposite. The weirder that you are, the funnier, the quirkier, the more people sit up and like, oh, that is hilarious. I want to work with them or her, right? I feel like some of the copywriters we've hired in the past have been really boring, like really bland, like good writing, like well done, but not grab your attention interesting. Yeah. And I think that that's the danger of outsourcing is that it's really hard probably on their part to know how far to push it. Like, because I think some of those people are fantastic and hilarious for their own brands. And then they get hired. And I think that there's like this fear of overstepping or pushing it too far and causing irreparable damage to a brand, which I totally get. Like I would be terrified. So it's something that like, I really think you need to do yourself. Like you do most of our copywriting now, Sandy, and I think it's fantastic. And I think you're way, you're a funny person though. So I think that someone would really need to study copywriting to know how to write in an engaging way. Like, I think you're naturally good at it and you've gotten better as you've studied it, but you're also just naturally funny and kind of good at that stuff. Well, I don't mean to say that all good copy is funny. Like, it just needs to be interesting. It just needs to say something. It needs to be memorable. Like, the person is better off having read it. We're going to get back to... Remarkable, right? And I just think that, you know, a lot of people, I, and I just know from our coaching clients are like, well, I'm not funny or my clients wouldn't respond to that. And that's, that's totally fine. You need to say something interesting that emotionally connects with them in, on yeah, some level. For sure. Yeah. Well, your work should be interesting, not just your copy. <laughs> well, yes, that's true. So that is the next actual point is around content writing and point of view. So it kind of segues nicely. So I'll let you talk about how important content writing is. Like content, whether it's writing or like blogging, writing, podcasting, YouTubing, whatever, it doesn't really matter. I think that having a body of work, like your marketing is your way of telling people about your work and your work should have a point of view and your work should be interesting. Your work should be cohesive. And so it's not just like following fads or trends or trying to play to the likes or the saves or whatever. Like your job as a business owner, as an entrepreneur running an information business or an educational business, which is creators, your job as a creator is to create a cohesive body of work where if someone listens to your podcast, sees your writing somewhere, instantly going to be able to recognize that it's you. And then it comes from this particular place. And so I think that's 
incredibly important and it's harder to do than it sounds, but every single person who's taking the time to build a business should be invested in creating a body of work. And another way to say that is when you create your content is that, are you trying to have half the people hate it? Yeah, I think that's a good... It's like, a, it's a, a flip, right? A test. Like, it's a test. We're all, yeah. We're always trying to make everyone happy and everyone should like it. But what if you're trying to make half the people hate it? And then it, you just like plant a stake in the ground. Like this is my position. Like this is what I believe. And it's okay if half of you are angered or don't like it, like go away. Here, gather around this point of view that I have or this way of teaching or this opinion or whatever. And then that's how you're going to use this body of work to actually build your your audience and then ultimately your business and your bank account. Yeah. And it should be inspiring or educational. Like it cannot just be I made something. So I put something out so I can check off the box that I did my content that week. Like it needs to actually move someone. Like they need to be moved to tears or to laughter or to buying something. Like you need to actually be putting work out that impacts the reader or the listener or the viewer. And so I think that that is a a tall order. You know, when we have these conversations with clients, I think people feel like, who am I to make something that is going to move someone or impact someone? But like, really, what's the point of building something new in the world if you're not going to do that? There's really no point. You might as well get a jobby job. <laughs> Life would be a lot easier. <laughs> you're all fired up about your business until you have to go and market it, talk about it, promote it. All of that feels so heavy, hard, and completely overwhelming. Look, we know that your business will flourish when you become comfortable promoting your work. And for that reason, we created Visible, a monthly membership that helps women amplify their voice in a world that tries to keep them quiet. Build an audience around your body of work and not just your body. So forget everything you've been taught about marketing. Visible is your fastest route to building an audience that can turn into paying clients. And side bonus, you can ignore trend alerts on Instagram. Join Visible today at joinvisible.co. Next one, Jenny, is Twitter dies a slow, embarrassing death. So... <laughs> Some of us are rooting for this. Some of us are not. Yeah. I mean, I think that like, I think that seeing how that, I'm not actually sure that that's going to happen. I think that people with lots of money and power, particularly the, like you, you the wealthiest, something. yeah, particularly the wealthiest man in the world probably can keep that from happening. We'll see. That'll be a fun thing to watch with lots of popcorn from the sidelines. But I think like we've, we've started to see these institutions on the internet that we see as a given start to crumble. And just another version of that, like Twitter has never been a good business. The fact that this became this like modicum of success, that this startup <laughs> is considered like the, a beacon of like what to aspire to, this thing is not profitable. It's like by any rational person's standpoint, it's a failing, it's been like a lifelong failing company and it's incredibly problematic. It's problematic that this is a way that many people in the world share news and rely on information for their safety and security. Like there are a lot of problems associated with it. But in the online business sphere, I would say don't invest a ton of money, time or energy in this platform because there's a very real possibility this thing goes bankrupt and dies. And so, or it just becomes like a private 
conversation place for people who are willing to pay. It becomes like a paid Facebook group or something. Like it's just, who knows? But I would I would say like, it's not that surprising that this is happening and it's going to be interesting to see and just don't count on that. If, I think most of our audience doesn't really use Twitter as a major amplifier, but I wouldn't start if you haven't already. Right. Which is the next point, Reels and TikTok continue, but it's not a great way to make money. That's our next trend. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. Entertaining people is always going to be in style. And we have, we're sad humans with very short attention spans. And it's incredibly easy now to make very short videos that entertain people. Like you can, the apps that you can use for editing are really easy and fast. You can save trending audio and you can create something in just seconds, really, that can get lots and lots of views. I think that short form video is like an opiate to the people. Like I think that we're anesthetizing ourselves with like 30 second videos. And I think it's really sad, but also extremely entertaining. <laughs> and and so like, I think it's going to continue. And I think that's fine. And just know that it's kind of a drug and it's entertaining. And if you like making TikToks and like making reels, that's fine. And I think it's a good way to get your ideas in front of people quickly. I would not rely on those platforms to make you a dime at all. Like you have to fit that strategy into a larger strategy, which is getting people onto your email list. And I would say the same thing about these short form video as I would about copy that you need to say something in that short form so that they do go onto your email list. You still want to connect with them emotionally or take a stance on something or, you know, educate them on something, inspire them on something. I think there's got to be a bigger purpose behind that short form video. It's fine, I think, to do some fun things every once in a while if you're an entertainer archetype. But did you see what I did there? Do you see what I, I did? did? I totally saw it. I was going to do it if you didn't. So I'm glad you did it. We have a quiz coming that is about marketing archetypes. So there's one called the entertainer. So yeah, so I think it's the same thing. Like whatever you put out there in the world, it has to connect with that ideal client. So you still need to think about like, what do I stand for? What am I trying to say? How am I different? What's my position? You know, and then if you're the entertainer, throw that in. But if sometimes you're just the collector. You're just saving all that trending audio because someday you might need it. You can organize it in your Evernote files. Okay. So yeah, I think that that's going to continue to grow and just don't mistake that for like a business strategy. I think the influencer economy is going to continue to tank. And so, yeah, I think it's going to die also. And I think that will happen over years. But this idea that you can just get lots of fans or followers and then like get paid by brands to talk about their products is probably on its way out. I think that everyone is kind of disgusted with that. We're tired of it. A new form of advertising is going to take shape. It'll be interesting to see what that is. But I think influencer marketing and micro-influencer marketing is probably going to change shape. And so amassing a lot of followers by entertaining them and then trying to sell them protein powder or you know, Frenchie dog t-shirts is like not probably going to be a great business model. And so we're all about like real creator economy growth. That's what we promote. That's what software platform we created Marvelous promotes. And that's what we teach our clients in our ANG brand to create is like 
information product-based business where you are sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, your expertise, whether it's through courses or coaching or memberships, like those are businesses that you own. Those are worth investing in and building an entire marketing machine around. And this kind of influencer stunt, it's been great for the people who could get in early and make a bunch of money by hawking people's stuff, but I wouldn't count on that to last. Agreed. All right. Paid ads. All right. So... We were obviously, like anyone running ads, greatly impacted by changes to iPhones and Google. Back in 2021, we stopped running ads for almost the entire last year because we were so kind of disgusted with what had happened and and just not wanting to really put our money into that machine. And I think that you know, that came at a cost to us and to everyone else who kind of pulled back from Facebook and Instagram ads, which was that we didn't get in front of as many new people as we were used to getting in front of. And so I think that some things have changed and ads are more profitable again for a lot of us. Like they're similar to what they were. That's what we hear. Before those iOS changes took place, we are going to be revisiting Facebook and Instagram ads. I think a lot of other people will as well. I think that the way that we run ads will be different. It will be, the funnels will be more complicated, but I also think that there'll be a general return in online business to money going into Facebook and Instagram ads. I hate to say it, but I think it's true. And we were really hurt by stopping those ads and, and our, our sales, we felt it in our sales. So we're going to go back and we'll give you some updates. And we're going to try to find some new people. I think that that's, you know, that's the, the benefit of those ads is that it gets you in front of people. It accelerates your visibility in a way that nothing else does. Webinars in 2023? So what do you think? You tell everyone your opinion. I think webinars have been around for many, many years and they are known. The expectation is there. We listen to their training and then we like tap out once the pitch starts. We know that we're going to listen to something for free and then we're going to be sold something. That's been the model and they've worked incredibly well for us. I think that we need to rethink this. Number one, I think because these have been used for so long and I'm not sure people are as excited to listen to the masterclass, whatever you want to call it anymore. But also personally, you and I are not enjoying making them. And so we're kind of stepping back. And this is the kind of stuff like when it comes to marketing, these are the conversations I really want to have in our membership visible. It's like, what do we actually want to do? You know, like these are not fun for us making the deck, the pitch, you know, it's okay. We did it. We'll do it. We've done it. We've made lots of money off of webinars, but is there a way that we can do things differently that aligns with how we want to show up, how we want to talk about our business, how we want to attract the new clients that are in there, how we can give some great information for free, is it for free? Maybe it's a $27 little workshop. I don't know. But we're kind of questioning that for 2023. How do we want to do some of these bigger kind of launchy type things? What does that look like? And I don't know that we have the exact answer, but it's a fun question to kind of ponder for a bit. Yeah, I think webinars are not going to go away, but I think that they're going to change in terms of the length. Like I think attention spans, I know this, attention spans have declined. They're constantly declining every single year. That's part of the joyous benefit of the world that we live in is that our attention spans are teeny tiny. So I think mostly what I'm seeing in terms of trends is is that webinars are getting shorter. Another trend that I'm seeing is that they are not 
like the offer and the price of the offer is not being hidden at the onset of the webinar. So like you kind of know when you sign up for a webinar that there is going to be an offer and what price or what price range the offer is going to be in. I also think that there in some ways are getting more interactive. We're seeing a lot of people do things like open houses where it's more like come and learn about the program. We'll teach you something. You'll get access to coaching maybe, but there's also a light pitch. So I think that that sort of like Amy Porterfield formulaic webinar is on its way out or it's passe. I still think in certain industries it works. I don't think it works very well in our industry, like selling business anymore. But I think like I could see other industries where there is more of a like they haven't been used as much where like the traditional webinar probably works pretty well. But in wellness, I think it's been overused. And I think in online business, it's been overused. And so we're going to see something newer, shorter, more transparent in the future. Yeah, I agree. But I also like the idea of just like, let's create that, like what works for us the way that we teach, like, let's decide, like, let's not watch what everyone else is doing. Like, how do we want to show, how do we want to do this? Right? Like what's fun to us and what would really help those new clients that we want to attract. So that's kind of podcasting. (laughs) That's exactly how. Yeah. Okay. That's the list. Is there anything else that has popped into your head? I think that in general, 2023 is going to be a good year for online business. I think that we've seen a dip like the end of 2021 into the first three quarters of 2022. There was a general dip for a lot of people probably related to those ads being taken down. And I think like the last quarter, we've started to see our business and a lot of businesses that we have insight into and friends of ours or businesses are taking off again. And so I think it's, I think it's going to be a kind of a, a banner year for online marketing and online business. And so it's going to be fun and new and creative. And I think it's going to be a lot of growth for a lot of people. Like people are going to have bigger 2023s than 2022. That's my big prediction. I sure the heck hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Especially for us. Okay. Joy. All right. So the joy, we both read this article. I'm trying to remember where I found it. I think that I found it in Ann Friedman's newsletter, but I'm not 100% sure. Oh, you know what? Maybe it was some, I can't remember, but it was, it's McSweeney's article. And it's about like what happens when you can't post on Twitter anymore. I'm just, it's really, really funny. It's like one of the funniest things I've read in a long time. So it's called... 15 Ways to Share Your Joke After Twitter Implodes by Elizabeth Preston. We'll, of course, link to it in the show notes. But it's like, number one, send your carefully crafted pithy observation to the group text instead. 20 minutes later, receive one ha-ha from a high school friend. And then it's like talking about like trying to join Mastodon and like not figuring it out and like like texting it to people or searching online for therapists, (laughs) driving to the dentist's office and telling your joke to a fish in the aquarium. It's like really showcasing the loss that happens like because of so many people relying on Twitter. And, you know, Sandy, neither you nor I were big Twitter users. And so, but like, I'm more of a passive kind of person who, who like spends a little bit of time on Twitter and, and kind of doesn't tweet, but reads other people's stuff. And I totally see it. Like there's going to be a gap. If Twitter goes away, there's like a real gap in like this kind of weird observational sharing or sarcastic short sentence sharing. And there's no other place that's really appropriate to do that. 
And like that's become such a like a common form of communicating is through like tweeting. And so it's really funny. It's super funny. My favorite is number two, where it's post your joke on Facebook, attach a photo of a small child for the algorithm, <laughs> make your post visible to your grandparents. Anyway, it's worth a read. It's a good, good little chuckle. So funny. Okay. Hustle. And the Hustle is a book that I listened to the audiobook a couple weeks ago, and it's Stephen Pressfield's newest book, which is Put your ass where your heart wants to be. It's really, really short. And he reads his like gruffy old man voice reads the book. And it's, it's, it's like very repetitive. And he says the word ass probably a million times in this book, but it's like the message gets across and it's a really important message, which is basically like, if you want the outcome of being a creator or an artist or an entrepreneur or whatever, that's non-traditional, like you have to go put in the work and you have to show up every day. And it doesn't matter how you feel or what fear you have or how inconvenient it is. And like, it's really about putting your rear end in the chair or like in the community or the city or the program or wherever it needs to be to have the outcome. And I think it's like, you'll love it, Sandy, because it's total mindset work. It's so repetitive with like what he said in his other books, but he just like, I think he realized I just have to be so freaking repetitive and obvious because people aren't, <laughs> some people aren't getting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I recommend it. Kindle. I haven't read it yet, but I, I plan to. Yeah. It's worth it. Awesome. Okay. That's it. 2023 trends for marketing. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Sandy. Welcome to 2023, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Marvelous. Marvelous helps you build and grow your own courses, memberships, and live streamed programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. If you're looking for a simple, beautiful, custom branded platform to build and grow your online business, you can learn more at heymarvelous.com.